you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City, Thursday, October 6th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, you look different. You look better. You look... Uh, Refreshed. You got a haircut? I got a... Um, you know how in the airport you can put, put your face in that saddle and they'll give you a massage? <laughs> we, I got a massage during the commercial break. Yeah? A little deep tish yeah. in, nice. the, in the lumbar area. And that's it. I feel Very great. Good. It's like a million bucks. Is We're going to talk about okay, that Okay, that's great. Um, Kyle looks like James Bond today. Thanks. Wow. A haircut, I think. Yeah, the hair, like extra hairspray maybe today. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a side part deal. Oh, committed. Are we talking about part. my appearance? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in this. I, thank you, Jamie. You're, you're in floral. You look great. <laughs> Jason, Peter, everyone looks excellent, okay? Feels great. You know who else Stop. does? Uh, James Palmer. It's time for Lee Block. Yeah, we were just chatting with James Palmer uh, before the show opened. He is at Empire Empower Field at Mile High, the home of Thursday Night Football, a game you're going to see on Prime Video and FL+. Plus. James Palmer, interesting dynamic here. Both teams, they're going to hit the field tonight without their main ball carriers. Both Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams are on the sideline. What type of adjustments are we looking for from both sides tonight. Jamie, it's interesting, right? You're not going to see Jonathan Taylor due to injury for the first time in his career in the NFL and in college out with that sprained ankle. And we know that he is one of the best running backs in all of football, won the rushing triple crown a season ago. But this year, completely different story. They're 27th in rushing. And everybody I've talked to in Indianapolis, I did their game against the Chiefs a few weeks back. It is the offensive line that is causing a lot of the problems. And they put more money into that offensive line than any other team in all of football. And they are underperforming, affecting this run game that now 
now is going to have two maybe undersized backs in Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay has returned to Denver being the backs for the Indianapolis Colts. And then you mentioned Javante Williams. The Broncos felt heading into this season he wasn't just going to be a breakout running back for them. They thought he was going to be merging as a star in the NFL this season, but has the ACL injury. And now it is Melvin Gordon, I'm told, that is expected to be the bell cow moving forward this season. We know that he has five fumbles in his last five games, but when I've talked to people kind of close to him, they say a little bit of it is mental. A little bit of it is not getting in that rhythm early. And remember, when he was splitting carries back with Austin Eckler, even with the Chargers, he even said back then that he likes to get into a rhythm early, likes to carry the football a lot to get himself settled in mentally and physically. Now with Javante Williams out, he has that opportunity, that setting. We'll see if the fumbles go away. Uh, we can't wait. We, we talked about earlier in the show, fumbling is very psychological. Meanwhile, JP, we have the exact same scenario on the defensive side of the ball. No Shaq Leonard for the Colts again. The Broncos will be without Randy Gregory. Without these two stars, how do both teams adjust? And my God, JP, we look more like brothers than the McCordy twins right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. I win. You know, I don't get returned very often out in the field, but today is one of the biggest days I wish I had it, my friend. I wish I would have been able to see that side by I'll side. I'll send it but to yeah, you. You're right. Shaquille Leonard being out, that's a big deal for this defense, right? They haven't really had him for most of the season. And I mentioned that game against the Chiefs. I spent a lot of time with the Colts there, and they, they kind of all told me he's the emotional the leader. He's, he's the energy of this defense that nobody else can really bring. But what he also does is he forces turnovers, right? Led the NFL in forced fumbles a season ago. The Colts were right at the top in forced turnovers a season ago. This year, completely different story. They can't protect the football. They can't turn the football over. That's a big impact from Shaquille Leonard. And then with Randy Gregory being out, he's going to be out several weeks with his knee injury, but he will return this season. The player to watch is not Nick Benito, who was the first pick for the Broncos in this last draft in the second round. It is second-year pass rusher Baron Browning out of The Ohio State University. I'm not just saying that because I'm an alum. I'm saying that because when I've talked to players throughout training camp and throughout the early portion of this season, season. They see a real, real crazy bend in how he can get around the edge. They say even like a Vaughn Miller type bend, which is blasphemy to say in these parts, but they believe he could become a very good pass rusher that hasn't had the opportunity because Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb have played so well, he hasn't played pass rushing snaps. Now for the next several weeks, he'll have an opportunity to do that. Take an eye on Baron Browning tonight on Thursday Night Football. James Palmer, thank you. I know that's a long day for you heading into this game this evening. We're going to see you all over NFL Network ahead of this game that you can see on Prime Video and NFL Plus. We appreciate your dedication to the cause. Talk to you later. No problem. All right, time for Throwdown Thursday. No. Okay, great. Um, Time for Throwdown Thursday. We're going to stick with that game. Focus on the quarterbacks. Both are on new teams. Both off to a bit of a rocky start. Who's had the more head-scratching season so far, though? Matt Ryan with the Colts. Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Jay? Yes, both new faces in new places, and they're getting acclimated. They're settling in. Like you said, both some rocky stars, but for me, I went with Matt Ryan, and a lot of the reason I went with Matt Ryan is because of the turnovers, the amount of times that he is giving the ball away from to the defense. Neither one of them have put up stellar numbers of what we've kind of become accustomed to throughout their careers, but already Matt Ryan, through four weeks, has thrown five interceptions and has lost three fumbles but also has nine fumbles in general throughout these first few weeks of the season. And 
he was brought in to be that veteran guy, kind of right the ship, and they've had so many quarterbacks since Andrew Luck decided to retire. And they were bringing him in for consistency, and it hasn't been that. He's had two games where he's over 350 yards, which has been awesome, but the turnovers have to stop. And it's not all on Matt Ryan. They have some struggles. He's been sacked 15 times already. The offensive line hasn't held up the way we expect, especially with the amount of money being distributed mm-hmm. yeah. amongst those five linemen. So we want to see more from both of these guys. But for me so far, Matt Ryan, expectations were high for both of them. But I just thought he was going to kind of be that plug-and-play guy for a team that was playing well last year. Bigger head-scratcher, I think, would be Russell Wilson to me. I thought that Russell Wilson was going to do what Stafford did last year with Mm. the Rams, immediately elevate, and then also what Tom Brady did with the Buccaneers. It hasn't been that way. For the Matt Ryan piece, I I don't think we should be shocked by this. The Colts have had, like you said, a revolving door at quarterback, and even the players are coming out and speaking. This is Naheem Hines, who is quite honest. It's not an excuse, but every year we have a new quarterback. So each year we have growing pains while we sit here and watch Tennessee, which has been led by Tannehill, what, my whole career? And each year we're restarting and we have to turn the page. If that's not from the horse's mouth and no pun intended with the Colts mascot and whatever else it is, I don't know what isn't. Um, Honestly, it's like, what did we expect? Another quarterback. And here we go again. It wasn't just going to be throw Matt Ryan in there and suddenly things are going to get fixed. It's what the Colts are in the post-Andrew Luck era. Different quarterback every year, and they're going to struggle in the first month. It's what they are. Yeah, you can't just pull a horseshoe out of your backside. You can't just do it. Um, I remember division picking day. And we're just we're going around, and there's a lot of love for the Colts at this table. Yes, and, and it's Me fine. Too. A lot of love for the Colts nationally. And I just remember being like, guys, I, I don't know at what point Matt Ryan became Joe Montana. Like everyone's like, well, he, they're fine. They got Matt Ryan. Uh, all right, they got Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan's okay. He's pretty good. Like he once was great. No, I, I, I'm not surprised by that. Um, it's not been pretty. It's not been great. I think Russ is, is the far more puzzling one because Matt Ryan was looked at as, okay, stability. Russ was looked at as a savior. Like this was, I joked like he showed up at the training camp in the Pope Mobile so people could see him. <laughs> and it's an incredible thing that it hasn't – it's been rocky. It was weird that they lost that opener to Seattle, which was looked at as such a huge deal. Um, and yet, I actually – this is why I like this game because Broncos win this game and it's 3-2. and two, and Who cares? 3-2 and two is a fine record. You can build on that. Even if the Colts win this game, all right, we're off and running. I don't know if you guys have seen these numbers about Frank Reich over the first month of the season versus the last few months. It's insane. His record is terrible early and unbelievable late. It is like this middle metaphor of his whole comeback theme of his whole life. Mm. So if it's like, I know it's a cliche, but like, don't let the Colts get hot. They often do. They're, they're really bad in September. So if they win this game tonight, it's the same old Frank Reich thing. I think the game actually has really big stakes. I do. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go Russell Wilson, and purely because of the dollar value attached to this quarterback. I mean, th- like we said in the beginning, the second hour of the show, and this, this conversation has a parallel to that discussion as well, which is what we expected Matt Ryan to do with the Colts team was just kind of very um, tepid water, if you will. Yeah. And Russell Wilson was supposed to turn this thing and turn the flames up in Denver. And uh, that has not been accomplished. And I'm just so curious as to the actual on-field performance that Russell Wilson has or has not been able to accomplish yet in Denver, considering what he has done over the first four weeks last season. Um, you're looking at nine touchdowns against four. His passer reading has gone down. Passing yards per game, I mean, they've been down, so he's been throwing the ball. But... It's interesting. The vibe he's giving is not this. um, And we talked about this with some of the the game management decisions that were done. It's like he kind of, when he he walked off and just kind of gave that nod to Brandon McManus because he was coming on to have some of those late field goal attempts and they weren't sticking with Russell Wilson. It's like for what they paid this guy and for what his reception was when he arrived in Denver, I just would have thought he would have had this 
massive presence in games, in yeah. wins, on the town. And it's just not what we've seen. And so to me, because of the volume in which the presence he was supposed to have for this team, it just does that to me as the bigger head scratcher because of the impact he was supposed to have as compared to Matt yeah. Ryan. Uh, finally, the two states being represented tonight have produced some amazing talent, not just in football, uh, but on the silver screen as well. Um, who's the better actor? Adam Driver, who was raised in northern Indiana, or Don Cheadle, who grew up in Denver and is a massive Broncos fan. I'm going to go with Don Cheadle. Okay. I mean, it looks like he hasn't aged since he was yeah. on Fresh Prince as Ice Trey when he has no face. It looks like the same guy. Ice and I, Yes, he was Ice Trey on Fresh Prince. Remember yeah. the character. Thro- throwback there. And I remember his, one of his movies I first saw was The Rebound. It was a story on Earl, Earl Manigault. And I remember being a young kid and it was just like, my goodness, jump up there, go grab it. And I was just like, yo, Don Cheadle. And I didn't know who he was at the time. I was still a kid. I was like, this guy's out here balling. So for me, Don Cheadle, I mean, from that to James Roll, uh, Iron Man's best friend. Uh, this guy just Avenger. plays so many different roles. To now my kids will look at him and they're like, hey, that's Algie Rhythm in the new Space Jam movie. So it's just like he's just transcended throughout the year. So I'm definitely going mm. Don Cheadle. Buck Swope in Boogie Nights. This is Don Cheadle in Orlando. He wins the awards for Hotel Rwanda, but he also is in Rebound, and he is in Fresh Prince, and then you bring in the Iron Man, and I think Boogie Nights is one of the greatest films ever made, and he was one of the key characters. Don Cheadle, I love Adam Driver, Brooklyn guy, military background, very cool story, but we're talking about Don Cheadle here. I think Don Cheadle in a runaway. You're going Buck Swope. It, look, it's one thing to hear it from Buck's mouth. It's another thing to hear it from the TK421 modification. We do that right here at store very low price. Uh, uh, TK421 is actually an homage that Paul Thomas Anderson made to Star Wars. It's a deep Star Wars reference really? to episode four. And, of course, that brings us to Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, the Lord of the Sith. I'm going to cede my time here. Peter, uh, oh, your thoughts on the Kylo Ren character arc culminating in episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Can we give the context to the viewers who might be watching? Please do. For, for I'm a viewer right now. I, I have not watched any of the Star Wars films. I'm a 40-year-old man. I grew up with access to every potential yeah. Star Wars. I have never seen Star yeah, Wars. Have Jason, have you? Never seen Never seen any. Not a lick of it. Star Wars? Those early ones, but they're not really early anymore. The three to six, if you will. Like four when I was six. a kid. Yeah. Four to six. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's it. I haven't have tarnished the legacy of the Star yeah, Wars with a show every single minute. I understand that we're trying to churn everything out, <laughs> Disney Plus, but can we stop trying to wringle out every last piece of everything from the? Who? How many people? What's the new one? Andor. 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 Yes. Andor. Well, and no. <laughs> Just thought of that one. Just thought of that. Uh, the only yes I want is from the Good Morning Football gift machine about what Peter yeah. did. Uh, so, yeah. I, mean, I thought the on. same thing. I didn't say you don't it. like this yes. motion? It's just, just me with, no. a, with a pepper shaker cracking. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> one of those giant bed so, knobs. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle, I'm confused. Like Where pepper? are you going with here? Uh, listen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going with Chino. You've never been a waiter okay. in an Italian restaurant? There's this giant pepper shaker. There was an adjustment <laughs> Peter, in what you were okay. doing. I think the... Stop doing it. Is that what you're doing? Uh, I'm going with Cheadle based on the strength. I'm going to go even deeper. L.A. Law, China Beach. Cheadle was a night court. Like, Cheadle's, oh, yeah. Uh, He's been doing it for years. Respected driver, and I like him going, more! I like that that meme, but I'm going to go with Cheadle. Yeah, so Cheadle, Cheadle, Cheadle. Um, I'll go Adam Driver just to to make a full circle. I respect and love Don Cheadle. Um, But... The and I, everybody hated it, but the House of Gucci movie, I kind of loved. Oh, was he in that? that? Yeah, he oh, was okay. the guy. He was oh, the head of House of Gucci. I saw Star Wars as many times as I saw House of Gucci. <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> and he was in Girls, Brooklyn guy. I can't believe you went with Yeah, Peter, I can't believe you talk Girls. Yeah, That's exactly. Your jam. What? Come on. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Joining us now is one of the most prolific broadcasters working today. He's a five-time Sports Emmy winner, an Ohio State legend, and nowadays he's doing color commentary for Prime Video's Thursday night football game. Ladies and gentlemen, a big good morning football welcome to Kirk Herbst. Yay! Let's go! Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Uh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say congratulations, seriously, on this game. I, I, I've learned so much from you watching your college football coverage, and now I feel the same about your Thursday night stuff. So, honestly, you're doing a fantastic job. Congratulations. Um, and Thank that's where you. our first question leads it. us. You, you are so welcome. Um, interesting matchup, Thursday night football. Things are not going what we thought they would have for either of these teams. Colts, Broncos, a lot of questions. Uh, give us the temperature of the water for the game tonight. I, I think it, what's ironic is I think, and I was watching you guys earlier, I watch you guys every morning. I, I, I thought that, uh, like you, I, I thought, boy, Russ is going to go to Denver, and here we go. You know, the, this is the kind of the missing piece to get the Broncos going, and Matt Ryan with his wisdom and experience going to, to work with JT. You know, I, I thought, boy, they're, they're going to have great balance, and now here we are four weeks in, and we're just kind of like stuck in third gear with, with both these offenses. And it's ironic that they're both kind of facing some of the same issues, getting behind the sticks, uh, self-inflicted wounds, penalties, second and 15, third and 10. I don't know. It just feels like they're just out of sorts. Um, now, the potential is there. 
they could start clicking tonight. Um, and, and Jason, you and, and all you guys know better than me that, that the offensive line for both these teams isn't quite functioning. They're still trying to develop that continuity. It, it was funny with offensive linemen. Like, we never really pay attention to them when, until things are wrong. Then we want to point the finger, what the heck's going on with the offensive line? And I think right now both these teams are trying to find a rhythm up front. And if they find it, the right pieces and the communication and working as five as one, then I think you'll see this offense on both these teams start to click and, and kind of live up to their potential. But right now they're, they're kind of reeling and, and searching. Kirk, you have done so many games in your life that I, I know that conference room from the production meeting that you're sitting in right now. I feel it. I know that there is some cereal to the side, some milk waiting if you need it. I've been in that room a million times, and I know that it is second home for you with all the remote shows and games that you've done. Uh, you spent so much of a large part of your career covering the college game, but now we get you in the NFL gig with the Thursday Night Football. It's been a blast. You and Al have been fantastic. What's the biggest difference between commentating pro football and then, of course, college football, which, of course, you're an absolute legend calling those games. Well, you know, it's it's uh, mentally for me. I I I'm not Troy Aikman. You know, I'm not I'm not a, a three time Super Bowl winner. I, I've always looked in the mirror and looked at a guy that's trying to prove himself. I, I'll never stop being that guy. You know, even in college. After all these years, I've done it 27 years on, on college game day and, and calling the big games on, on Saturday and the playoffs and the, and the college uh, national championship. And I still look at myself like I got to prove myself. And so now I come into this world. You can imagine how mentally I felt about this this opportunity. Yeah, on one hand, I'm excited. I'm kidding. I'm about to go into a meeting when I get done with you guys. I mean, I'm going to go into a meeting with Fred Gadelli and Al Michaels for our production meeting. It's, I just, it's, it's very surreal. So I had to kind of get over that part of it. And then after that, it's just preparation. I'm a, I'm a, like a film junkie. I'm a preparation guy. The hardest part of my job is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get ready for this. If I do all that, Thursday kind of just works. I think Al and I are developing chemistry, which was a big thing for me. I just wanted them to kind of fit in. I mean, Freddie and Al have been working together for I don't know how many years, going back to John Madden, Chris Collinsworth, and now here I come. And I just wanted to kind of fit into their world seamlessly the best I, I, that I could. Um, so a lot of it has is, is been about chemistry with Al not getting in his way, being respectful of, of what he needs to do. And then um, the game is the game, man. I, I love the game. I love talking about it. I love breaking it down. I, I, I'm just fascinated by the execution, the, just the, the uh, you know, when I do a big Alabama game or a big Ohio State game, there might be three or four NFL players on the field, you know, on each side of the ball, which is big. And now here you are in this world and everybody obviously is a pro and it's just so fun to watch the execution, the, the working with the coordinators have how forthcoming they are. So I kind of understand what's inside their mind as they get ready for the game and then to see it play out and then to try to be, um, I've never talked down to an audience in my life. Like who am I to talk down to an audience? I try to like kind of walk, hold onto their hand and say, hey, come on, let go on this journey with me. This is going to be so cool. And I just try to like help them understand what uh, is happening during the game and um, just enjoy the heck out of it, you know, as much as anything. But um, I, uh, I'm still trying, I'm, I'm, this is my fourth week of doing all this and I'm just trying to keep everything in its proper silo and just 
keep grinding, man. That's, that's all I know. And that's all I'll keep doing. So cool for me to get a chance to talk to you being in college, watching and listening to you each and every week, game day, all of those different things. So it's so cool to get this opportunity. And you just talked about absolute legends. I met Fred at the broadcast boot camp. He talked about working with Collins. We've talked about working with John Madden. And then you mentioned Al Michaels, who's an icon in in himself. And you're working alongside him. He's a legend. What have you been able to learn from him so far throughout the beginning of this season? It's, you know, the biggest thing, Jason, is how different things are. you know, I, I'm, I'm just so used to just like they're used to what they are accustomed to. I'm used to what I've done. And yet I'm the one that's coming into to their world. So, um, you know, I'm bright eyed and, and just focused on what Al's doing. I mean, I, everybody talks about Keith Jackson. But to, for me, going back to the 1980 Olympics, Al Michaels is Al Michaels. You know, for my generation, Al Michaels is uh, at the top and I just admire him so much like when I hear his voice as a fan I'm like what well, okay here we go and one of the greatest things about Al and Chris and going back to Al and John is just how comfortable I always felt watching them you know it wasn't just what did I learn it was just man this just feels right you know like I'm gonna pull up my chair here and my family's in the family room and Dogs on the floor, and we're just sitting here watching Al and John or Al and Chris. That, that's my feeling that I have when I watched Al. And now watching and observing from behind the scenes, I'm just blown away by his, his um, ability to be very calm. We had a big moment, as you guys know, in the Chargers-Chiefs game late in that game where there was a pick six, about a 100-yard play. And he called it the way he always calls it. But just how calm he and Freddie were throughout that. It was a game-changing, very near the end of the game. And they were just so calm. And everything hit right, hit the replays. And Freddie as well, like Freddie in my, my ear, you guys know as produ- you get a producer in your ear, you know, he's just, he just is just an uh, incredibly confident, incredibly calm, under control uh, presence about him from the, the, the meetings leading up to the call. And then during the game itself. So, man, I'm just enjoying it. I, I really am. I'm so, so thankful for the opportunity. I'm learning as much as I can. And um, just just can't wait to see us continue to grow as, as the season goes on. But uh, I think we're off to a good start. And um, I'm fired up about uh, this game tonight as well. That calm and comfort you're talking about, it happens in the first five seconds. And believe me, it's happening with Alan Kirk, too. Instantaneously. Oh, thank you. We're in. We're invested. Thank you. And we're fired up that you are here talking NFL. Like, it's, I kind of feel like you're on our team. And yet, Kirk, <laughs> we love college ball. We all love college ball. And so we want to hit you with just a couple of questions just based on the college game. Um, personal story here. Next weekend, in exactly nine days, I will be at my brother's bachelor party, which <laughs> is taking, miss at Ol- uh, taking place at Ole Miss Auburn in the Grove. Uh, Kirk, I'm just in love with you. I'm going to be out of my mind. I'm not going to be on this planet. Is that the best tailgate in the world? And if not, what is? Tell us. Dude, you are going. Have you ever? You've never been there. You've never been there. Never been. Never been. I can't wait. I want to talk. I I have to get your number because I need to. I need to hear your story after you. I can't imagine you, (laughs) of all people. If you survive, it's a win for you. I mean, you are going to be out of your mind. I'm telling you, you've never seen tailgating like this in your life. The Grove, first of all, the way they get into the Grove on, on Friday, it just looks like a park, trees and grass. 
And then Saturday morning, I think they they hire people that, to kind of run in there at midnight and everybody claims their, their space. Yeah. And then these tents just arise and then they have chandeliers inside these tents. It's almost like an apartment, these tents. It is insane. I've never seen anything like it. Make sure you got a bow tie on. Oh man, you're gonna have, make sure you're filming all of this because I want to see your experience in the Grove. You in the Grove, man, that is a perfect fit. You're gonna have a blast. That's good. What a sell, Kirk. I know, I've been, like this has been building on this show and Kyle, like his brother was just here whose bachelor party this is. Like we just are so excited and happy for them. And now Kirk, I feel like you're gonna have to come back just so Kyle can regain (laughs) the stories that he really wants. A bow tie. A bow tie. Are you you with me? I will a bow tie, I'll do a chandelier. We already hired it's, it's Hottie Toddy Tailgates. They do the tents yes. at midnight the night Shout before. Out. I'm not even making that up, Kirk. Like, Kyle is going to be swinging from the chandelier with his bow tie. That's what we're going to be doing. Can't wait. Kirk Curve Street, oh. you hey. are fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. That game Thursday night, you're going to see it on Prime Video and NFL Plus, of course. Of course. Kirk Herb Street, thank you for Thanks, joining Kirk. the show. Officially Great. a friend of ours. And awesome. Kyle, so he's excited for you, man. It's awesome. That's the best there is, the best there ever will be. And it is time to strap on our boots and saddle the horses as we ride into another week of fantasy football to help us sort through the good, the bad, and the ugly ahead of our week five matchups. We welcome in the man with no name. Actually, he does have a name. It's Adam Rankin. There he is. How you doing, partner? I'm good, thank you. Much much obliged (laughs) to see you. Thanks for having me in on this, this fine Thursday morning, though. Following Herb Street's not what I would have desired, but thanks for having me. Happy to have you. I am so excited to watch Rank do that Eastwood voice for the whole segment. Let's start it. Let's start with the good. The good. Which player will have us riding off into the sunset in week five, sir? Well, let's talk about James Robinson, a man who (laughs) throughout his career has done a pretty nice job against the Houston Texans. In fact, he's had touchdowns in two out of his last three games against this squad. And now you look at this Texans defense, a hapless bag of bones that it is. They've allowed the most fantasy points per game to running backs. And well, just look at what guys like Khalil Herbert and Austin Eckler have done against this squad. You, you damn sure I'm going to be playing James Robinson. And if you don't start James Robinson, well, I suggest you find a new line of work. I'm loving this. I, the fact that we go James Robinson out of the gates you with imagine? you in this, I mean, it's just incredible. <laughs> Talking about Khalil Herbert. Uh, give us another player that you think, partner, would be good to have in our lineups this week. Well, be careful who you're calling partner there, Peter. But listen, Damian Harris <laughs> is a damn good running back. And I'm okay. tired of cowards running around saying they're not going to start a Patriots running back. Them people are just yellow, yellow belly scoundrels. This is not some unsolvable mystery. Damian Harris has had a touchdown in three out of his last four games. Now he's going up against a team in the Detroit Lions who've allowed eight touchdowns in their last four games. This despite the fact that Dan Campbell is a man who could ride in my posse anytime, but unfortunately, His Lions don't give up much of a fight. So you can sit there and be scared all you want. 
That's fine. I'm going to run along and play Damian Harris. <laughs> Dan Campbell's a darn tootin' good cowboy. Yeah. He is, Adam. Um, Adam, give us a player who had a hitch in his giddy-up in week four, but you're confident that he will bounce back in week five. Well, much obliged to you, Jamie. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, ma'am. Amari Cooper is a guy, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that, well, he wasn't very good last week. He stunk. I got to tell you. But that's something that you got to give credit to the Atlanta Falcons. Sometimes these teams come out, and they just play good defense. But then you got the Los Angeles Chargers. A team that struggled against wide receivers this season. In fact, Jamie, they've allowed the second most receiving yards to wide receivers this season. So not only am I going to tell you to start Amari Cooper, well, I'll tell you a sidekick, David Njoku, could end up having the best game of any tight end this season. That's right. Any tight end. Howdy, partner. Uh-huh. It's time for the ugly. Give us a player who you think we should keep on our bench this weekend. Well, I got to tell you, Josh Jacobs is an interesting player. He's he's a guy who many, myself included, left on the side of the road during draft night as the buzzards were circling. Well, the joke's been on us. He's been pretty good. The only problem there is that this week he's got the Kansas City Chiefs a team that massacred the Raiders last season. And in two contests against those Chiefs, Josh Jacobs had 10 points or fewer. This despite the fact that he had five receptions in each contest. So you look at it, I say run along, find yourself a new running back. There's plenty out there. So Josh Jacobs, as well as you've done, you're going to sit the bench. Now, if we could... Let's take a look at my picks. Sorry, Kyle. I'm just going to go ahead and tee up myself. Reminder to play James Robinson and Damian Harris this week. And then we're starting Amari Cooper and David and Joker. That's one for free, Jamie. I'm not giving that out to anybody. I'm not giving that out. And of course, that is going to be uh, benching Josh Jacobs. What I love about the commitment is he's so deep into the Eastwood, and yet he still will talk about the Chargers allowing the second most receiving yards. <laughs> it just, he nails it. I do Khalil have to, Herbert. Khalil Herbert to start it. Uh, Buckaroo, the, the stogie you're working there, that wouldn't happen yeah. to be a pretzel, would it? Wow. Well, yeah. It's a pretzel a, stick? A, a, a pretzel rod's a healthier alternative. Now, you want to sit here pretzel and go around the Ponderosa for a long time. Switch to a pretzel rod. Still as menacing. It's beautiful. But healthy. He is an <laughs> enlightened cowboy. It's still as menacing. We love you. I, we might need to do this Eastwood character every single week. I like, I like this, might, this, this might be the guy. Thank you. Uh, go off for a morning ride. And uh, unbelievable. Frank, unbelievable. thank you, bro. Thank you, Adam. That's all legend. The legend. Coming thank up. You kindly. Hours away from kickoff. Guys, it's game day. We got a game time. Game day. Yes. Uh, we got the Broncos. We got the Colts. We're going to call our shot next. It's us playing basketball in a mini hoop. It's electric. You want to miss it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game day, Colts, Broncos. Tonight's the round of call your shot. We have actual basketball, actual basketball. We predict something that's going to happen, and then we shoot a basket. Peter, start us off. You know how to do it. Guys, before the season, I said Russell Wilson was going to be the MVP. I said Javante Williams was going to lead the league in rushing, and I said Nathaniel Hackett was going to be coach of the year. Broncos country. What's up? I have not given up. Oh, what do you got? Happening. Let's ride. Oh, oh you got oh, double wow. buckle. Wow. That is. Are gonna take care of business, and I've got <laughs> Melvin Gordon, 150 and two tugs tonight. Here's the shot. High one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Bradley Chubb, good for a sack on Thursday Night Football. He's going to show up on primetime. Let's ride. Um, and I'm going to go Larry Bird, Indiana. I'm going to go one, one Colorado, one sure. Indiana. Larry Bird, just a basic free throw because Larry, there's Look nothing more. Look at the knee bend. Wow. Oh, oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Oh my! All right. That's oh, hard against the glass. They, hey, I'm going. Later. The camera is going to catch Russell Wilson on the sideline, yeah. yelling "run and pass" to help the defense out. He's already said it. They're going to catch him. I'm going J.R. Smith, his Denver Nuggets days from deep. Jersey guy, walk off. Oh! I'm out. I'm no, out. We got Indiana tonight. I would say Reggie Miller, but we're in New York and everyone asphyxiate and pass out. So I will just say Naheem Hines, he's going to do a flip tonight. He's oh. going to rival mm. the legendary Jerome Simpson flip on the Bengals. Oh, and that he was is nice. Kyle. Oh. Look at that thing. It's beautiful. Oh. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.